Hey there, sweethearts. Thank you for joining me here on Sweetheart Soul Sessions podcast, where we go from feeling a void to feeling validated, and we go from feeling grumpy to grateful. Be sure to keep your inspiration going by checking out Sweetheart Soul Sessions on Facebook. And now get ready because your session is about to start. Hello there, sweethearts. It's Andrea. Thank you for joining me here again on Sweetheart Soul Sessions podcast. I appreciate you listening. And if there's anything that I say on here or in any previous episodes that you think would benefit someone that you know, please feel free to pass it along. This podcast is available wherever podcasts are available. Just look up Sweetheart Soul Sessions and you will find me. This episode may surprise you. Normally with Sweetheart Soul Sessions, I talk about things that are fluffy and sweet and fun and encouraging and uplifting. But in this episode, I want to talk about the other side of things. I want to talk about gossip and judgment and things like that. And the reason I want to talk about this is because this is what we are faced with every single day. And some of us partake in it and some of us don't. Some of us end up accidentally involving ourselves in it. And then we feel bad afterwards. Things like that. But I will tell you one of the surefire ways to ruin a conversation about gossip is to invite me into that conversation. The gossip cannot thrive if I'm present. And I've noticed this time and time again. It's not intentional. I have plenty of people that gossip about things around me. Or they talk about something or they have or they're holding judgments about a situation. And I don't impose what I think into the conversation. I kind of just let it unravel or let it unfold. And I usually mind my business. But for some reason, that gossip seems to fizzle out. Or it finds a different way to carry on without me. And I don't believe that this is like some sort of self-righteous hierarchy, like I'm just this uh, omnipotent being that when I'm involved, you know, no negativity can thrive. I mean, that would be amazing to think that, but that's not reality. What I've come to understand is that since I went through my, my spiritual awakening or this, you know, I guess metaphysical growth this understanding, this level of compassion that I've reached, ever since that happened, I have a really hard time relating to situations where other people are being talked about or judged or criticized. I have a really hard time feeling comfortable in those settings. I've never really felt comfortable in those settings to begin with, but let's be honest, we're human beings. To sit here and say that we've never talked about another person or gossiped or been envious or jealous or had have judged another person would really be ridiculous. We've all done this. We're all guilty of this. But lately, I just feel like any time that information surfaces in my life, it gets shut down. Now, I understand that we can't be all, you know, roses and lollipops all the time. There is something called positivity toxicity, which means that everything has to be good. You can never have your feelings. You can never um, 
you can never feel like you've been wounded or hurt by somebody else. You can never get mad. You, you know, there is a toxicity in that where it's like you have to be positive all the time, right? We have this namaste society here in our world where it's like, you know, we have to feel like we have to be peaceful at all times. And that's just not reality. Even the most peaceful person is going to feel human emotion because they are, in fact, a human being. So yes, positivity toxicity exists. And I'm not suggesting, you know, that I, I'm this holier than thou, or I surround myself with all of these people that never judge and never criticize and never gossip. That's not realistic. But what I'm saying is that I have found that when you elevate your energetic frequency, when you open your heart to a level of empathy, and a level of compassion, and a level of understanding, you change. You change your energy, you change your frequency, you change your behaviors, and it may even change your friendships. I used to be very judgmental of myself, and the the kinder I got towards myself, and the more I let up on that, I found that I was less judgmental of other people. They say that the thing that you hate in another person is the one thing that you actually hate within yourself. The one thing that you want to change about that person is the one thing that you want to change about yourself. And now some of you might be listening to this and thinking, well, you know, I want so-and-so to stop drinking. You know, I have somebody in my life that's an alcoholic or somebody that has an addiction. I want them to stop. I don't have an addiction. I want them to stop. I hate that they have this addiction. You might be like, Andrea, they have the addiction. How could that be something that I don't like within myself? There are lots of layers to addiction. That addiction could be rooted in a childhood trauma or some sort of hurt or some sort of abuse that they carry. And if that person has abused you or caused trauma within you because of their addiction, then you're holding trauma as well. And you're criticizing them because of how they're choosing to deal with it. They're choosing to deal with it in a dangerous way. But that's how they're choosing to cope. Maybe you're choosing to cope is that you go jogging. Or maybe you're choosing to cope is that you have a fourth cup of coffee. Maybe you're choosing to cope is you have insomnia. Maybe you're choosing to cope is that you overeat. Or you undereat, whatever. Maybe you're choosing to cope is a little bit like me where you like to buy things. I like to shop (laughs) and I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that, that sometimes that's how I choose to cope. It makes me feel good to have new things sometimes, but I'm aware of that. Before, Before I was aware of that, I might have criticized other people for doing things like, you know, how come you do this when you're angry? Okay, well, how come I shop when I'm angry? So anytime, I, uh, an old mentor of mine um, in high school, music mentor, he used to say, when you point your finger, three fingers are pointing back at you. And when I went through this spiritual awakening and transformation, and I guess, you know, I got into the consciousness of compassion, when I started to understand that anytime I pointed my finger at somebody, I was three times as guilty I stopped pointing my finger so quickly. 
And I realized that gossip has no allure to me. I actually feel really heavy and gross after hearing gossip or being part of gossip. I feel like on a, uh, on a level of karma, I feel like kind of weighed down. So I just choose to not partake in it. Or I'll choose to offer up maybe a solution or something. If somebody's talking about another person, oh, can you believe so-and-so did this? I usually chime in with, well, maybe they did that because of ABC. Maybe they are struggling with something and this is why they reacted like that. And what I've discovered is that's not what people want to hear. They don't want to hear the silver lining. They don't want to hear the other person's side of the story. They just want to gossip sometimes. (laughs) There are entire pages on social media devoted to this negativity. And (laughs) I find it to be very hilarious to me because we're not criticizing those pages. We're not criticizing the people that all they ever post about are you know, missing people and horrible things in the news and, you know, people abusing the dogs and other animals and, you know, all of these horrible things. What that is, is fear mongering. But we don't say anything about that. We don't say anything about the fear mongering. What we have a problem with is the positivity People question positivity as if it's a facade, as if it can't possibly be real. Maybe the hard stuff is easier to relate to. Maybe that's why we gossip. Maybe that's why we gather in circles and we judge other people and we talk about other people and we jump to conclusions about other people. Maybe it's because that's easier to relate to. It's more entertaining, right? It's more fun, juicy gossip. Nobody ever says juicy positivity, right? We don't say that. But the issue that I have with this, guys, the thing that really, really gets me fired up about it is that we are raised. We are raised as human beings to follow our dreams, right? When we're kids, you wish on stars. You believe in fairy tales. You believe in these things. You pull a little weed out of the grass and you make a wish and you blow, you blow the little, the little, um, those little white fuzzies everywhere. They're not dandelions. I can't think of the name. I'm sure you're telling me what the name is right now, but you know what it is, right? And we're raised on this stuff. If you walk through the mall and you see clothing for kids they have shirts that say, follow your, your dreams, and I'm a goal getter, and, you know, a real MVP. You know, you'll see things like that. Superstar, you know. But for some reason, when we become adults, we're criticized for that. We're, we're deemed fake, fraudulent deceptive, that we can't possibly be happy humans. And it's very disheartening to me. Now, I understand that people use spirituality as a cop-out. I know that. 
A lot of people will tell you, oh, namaste, you know, the light in me sees the light in you. And they use that as a platform to advertise themselves as good people. I know that. But not everyone does that. There are some people that genuinely care about you. And there are some people that genuinely believe in tomorrow that our best days haven't even happened yet. And if the world could move aside the skepticism of that and the criticism of that and the gossiping and judgment of that, maybe there would be a little bit more positivity and encouragement in the world. Maybe there would be a little bit more of follow your dreams, not why are you following your dreams or following your dreams is not responsible. I wish I had a dollar. I say this every episode. This is like a running joke now. I wish I had a dollar for every time somebody said that I was childlike or naive or that I seem childlike or naive. I run an entire performing arts program by myself. I have supervisors. I have people I answer to. There's a facility involved. Yeah. But I run the entire thing myself. I am the decision maker at the end of the day. And maybe I am childlike and maybe I can be naive, but maybe that childlike nature is not a flaw. Maybe being childlike opens us up to the opportunities that we have in life. Maybe being childlike allows us to be fun and to want to believe in the goodness of people and to lend a compassionate hand when somebody needs it, but they can't express that they need it. And maybe being naive, maybe that's just a nasty word. Maybe that's just a nasty word. Instead of saying that somebody is trusting or somebody believes in the inherent goodness of others. Instead of saying, wow, you're a very trusting person or you have a lot of faith in people. We like to say, you're very naive. You'll believe anything. And I think it's time that we stop doing this to each other. You know, a lot of the things that I post on Sweetheart Soul Sessions on Facebook, it's not fluff. It's not just, you know, sweet, sweet whipped cream frosting on cupcakes all the time. Although it looks like that. If you were to just visit that page and you didn't know what it was about, you'd say, oh, this is just a page where somebody that is a, you know, a happy hippie posts a lot of positive quotes. But if you actually knew the person behind that, you would see that it's not fluff. They're wise words from someone who's been through a lot of struggle, just like you. And I think it's what you do with that struggle, what you do with what you've learned from your struggle that matters. And I was tempted also in my struggles, in the midst of my struggles, I was tempted to give up all of the positivity, give up all of the compassion, thinking that that was getting me nowhere. When I realized that that's what has saved me. At the end of our podcasts here, I usually say, you know, lean towards anything that keeps your heart sweet. And that's not just something that I say to be, you know, cheeky. I say that because I mean that. There are far too many people that are hardening their hearts 
because of what the world is feeding them. And I think it's really important to not give up on the things that make us feel good. It's time to remove the stigma when it comes to people that are positive and uplifting and to welcome them into circles and conversations instead of saying, this person won't gossip with us or they'll never partake in this. We can't, we can't feel free to judge when this person is around. Let me tell you something. Any time that you speak on something, you're going to be a hypocrite somewhere. If you judge another person, you gossip about another person, maybe there's a coworker that always comes in late. And you say, this person, it just annoys me so much. Every day they're late and I have to do this and that and the other thing before they come in and they're just late every single time. And it really aggravates you. But instead of addressing the issue and coming up with a solution or looking at the fact that maybe that coworker is a single parent and they don't have childcare and they come in late because they have to take public transportation, instead of looking at the human side of it, we gossip, we judge. And in some way, you will be a hypocrite someday because you're doing that. If you can literally say you've never been late for anything or you've never had anybody have to wait on you or do something for you. If you can sit and say, I've never had anybody have to do anything for me in my life, then you're not a hypocrite. But I don't know many people that can say that. So chances are the one thing, again, that you're criticizing in another person is something you yourself are guilty of. So the reason I'm speaking on this is because I really would love for just one person listening to this to either share this with somebody or to practice this or try. And if it's not for you, if it pushes you out of your comfort zone, then that's fine too. Because I hold no judgment in regards to what you do with what I'm saying. You have just as much right to speak your truth as I do. But I just think that we as people have spent enough time and energy on our problems. It's time to focus on solutions. There's a quote that says, talk about your blessings more than you talk about your burdens. And I think a lot of people don't do that because it's not as interesting. It's more interesting to talk about so-and-so and their divorce or so-and-so and the adultery and so-and-so and what they did to their half-sister that lives four states over. It's more interesting to talk about the coworker that lost their job, right? It's more entertaining. It's like reality TV, but it's not because we're talking about actual human beings and not fictional characters. And I think that it would help everyone's energy and just overall everything that's going on in the world if we were to start to talk about the blessings, talk about the good things that are going on. And don't get me wrong, some people are talking about their blessings. I've actually tailored most of my social media to only show me things that I want to see. And I don't think that's naive. We'll go back to that word. I still look at headlines if I need to. I still look at the news. I'm still informed. I'm still educated. But I'm intelligent enough 
to realize what the world is feeding me after a while. And I am strong enough and educated enough to filter out what doesn't allow me to stay in a state of compassion, understanding, and peace. My foot has been bothering me, right? Well, we were talking about blessings and burdens. I'm going to talk about a burden for a second just to prove this point. My foot has been bothering me, my left foot, my heel. I don't know what's going on with it, but it's been bothering me for about a month. And some days it's okay. And then other days I can't put any weight on it at all, my left heel. It has affected something that I love to do, which I love to go for walks. And it has affected that because some days I can't do that now. So I'm taking care of it. But it would surprise you how many of my close circle of friends don't really know that I'm having a problem with my foot. I think there's some family members who just recently found out I'm having a problem with my foot. I may mention it in passing if it's bothering me or if they see me, you know, they see me struggling with it. I may say, yeah, my foot's bothering me. But very few people in my close circle would know that my foot is bothering me unless the subject came up. It's not something that I talk about. Because here's the thing. If I have 20 minutes to have a conversation with you, I want to talk about how you're feeling, what you're doing, what your next step is, what goals you have for yourself, you know, where you feel like you're going, how, how you're doing, everything that's going on around you. What are you celebrating? What's something that you recently accomplished? What, what, what's something that you're feeling good about? I want to know those things in that 20 minutes. I don't want to spend 20 minutes talking about my heel, talking about my foot that sometimes hurts. But because we're human beings, sometimes we do. We get, we get sucked into an accidental conversation where before you know it, 20 minutes has passed and all we've talked about is something that's bothering us. And I don't know about you, but after that happens with me, I don't feel good after. I feel heavy. I feel yucky. I feel like I want to press the rewind button and take that whole conversation and just erase it and talk about something else something that's going to better both of us because I feel like what I've done is just handed you a trash bag. I've handed you a bag of garbage. All you wanted to do was have a conversation with me and I in turn have given you a bag of garbage and now you're carrying that bag of garbage around with you in that just from that 20 minute conversation. That is not something that I want to do to other people. We all have tremendous power and we don't realize it. When people interact with you and they leave you, when you're done talking to them, they leave feeling a certain way. And I, for one, want people to leave me feeling better than when they arrived. And even if we're talking about hard stuff or we're ta- I'm mentioning a struggle or I'm mentioning something like that, I want the conversation to be about what the solution is and what the silver lining is. 
Because when the conversation is done, I want the energy of that person and myself to be better for have, having had that conversation. When we have conversations where we criticize other people or we're gossiping or we're spreading rumors or we're judging another person, whatever we're doing, we do not leave those conversations with clean energy. We leave those conversations with a garbage bag. And sometimes there are people that need to vent. They need to say what's bothering them. It makes them feel better, right? Because again, I acknowledge, I'm acknowledging my perspective on it. I'm going to acknowledge the opposite perspective too. Some people listening to this might be like, well, that's not me. When I vent about something, I actually feel better. I don't feel heavy like her. And that's wonderful. That's great. But guess what? How is the other person feeling when you're done venting? Who are you venting to? And do they vent back to you? Is it a reciprocation? When you vent to them, do they vent back to you? Do you vent to each other? You can't possibly feel better after having that conversation. Or if you do, then how long does that friendship or those conversations go until you accidentally talk about each other and end up hurting each other? Or you accidentally talk about the wrong person or the wrong thing and that gets back to someone. How long until that becomes damaging? Because at some point it will. And let's say that it doesn't go back to anybody. Let's say you vent out all this stuff that happened to you at work and somebody comes back and they vent out all the stuff that happened to them in their marriage. And you, be, before you know it, you have a vent sesh going on. Let's say it never gets out. Let's say nobody ever gets their feelings hurt and nobody ever, you know, tells this person and that person and it stays right between the two of you, right? Seems harmless. It's not. Because when you look back on your friendship with that person and you look back at all the stuff that you've talked about, neither one of you have grown. Neither one of you were focused on solutions. You stayed the same. You stayed in the bubble of gossip or judgment, and neither one of you are better because of it. So if people want to criticize positivity and encouragement and me trying to be uplifting, what I'm trying, then that's fine. Because what I'm doing is I'm trying to grow as a person. And I'm realizing that there is no reality. Reality doesn't actually exist. It's just your perspective that exists. And where you might have a perspective that other people deserve to be criticized and judged, I have the perspective that they don't. And even within this podcast, some of you could be sitting here going, well, she's judging people for being judgmental. <laughs> she's criticizing people for being critical, right? And I'll go back to what I said. Anytime that you point your finger at anything, you will be a hypocrite in some way. So if I'm pointing my finger at those people that are judgmental and critical and gossip, three more, three more are pointing back at me and I'm aware of that. And this is why on Sweetheart Soul Sessions, I don't talk about stuff like this because the energy, the lines get tangled. So what I'm doing is taking a step back from the judgment and knowing 
that there are people that need to gossip. There are people that need to post the horrible news stories. There are people that need that because that's their wheelhouse. They need the entertainment. They need the, the whatever is interesting about those things. They need it. Or maybe they're just not at the energetic frequency where they can look past it. Maybe they, they've never encountered positivity, so they don't know how to handle it. So am I really judging? Am I really becoming the enemy that I sought to destroy? I don't think so. Because I understand the other side of things. All I'm asking is that we choose a little bit more compassion. And we choose to find solutions. Most people that are positive or uplifting are people that have been through some serious shit and they don't want to stay there. That's all I'm saying. I have a friend in my life who is one of the most upbeat, positive, caring, sweet people that I've ever met. And there are tons of people that love him because of those characteristics. But there are also people that are probably jealous of him. He's very successful at what he does. He's a very creative person. And a lot of people judge him for his positivity or they say it's fake or it's contrived or whatever. Or he's probably never been through anything. He's naive. The world hasn't got, gotten its grips on this person yet. But what they don't know is that young man's brother died from an overdose when he was younger. And he watched his family go through all of that at a very young age. And he chooses to be upbeat and optimistic and always greet you with a smile and always n- never fail to, to share a compliment. Because he knows what it feels like to despair. We all know what it feels like to despair. So the next time that we see somebody that's trying to be positive or uplifting, maybe we could take a step back and thank them. Maybe we could take a step back and not po- like positive shame them. Or say, oh, everything they post or everything they talk about is just fluff. Or they're fake. Maybe we could take a cue from them and give them a measure of gratitude for trying to poke a little bit more light into an already dark world. Because we've all been through struggle. It's what you do with that afterwards. And I don't know about you, but when you've when I've been through the dirt, I've and I've emerged victorious. I want to proclaim that from the rooftops and make a point to have other people leaving me feeling better than when they arrived. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope to see you on Facebook. Sweetheart Soul Sessions will be doing Facebook Lives on Sundays. So it's Sweetheart Soul Session Sundays in which I'll be talking about the intuitive energy surrounding everything right now. And you'll be able to ask me any questions that you have. And if that is of interest to you, I will see you. It'll be 4 p.m. And that is Eastern Standard Time. Thanks so much. Stay close to anything and everything that keeps your heart sweet, truly. 
I just would like to add a side note to the episode that you just listened to. To all my sweethearts out there that are struggling with something, please never feel shame in reaching out to someone to speak about the struggles that you're going through. That is not what the episode that you just listened to was about. There is no shame in reaching out to people that can help you, whether it be a professional or a close family member or friend, if you are going through things and you need to talk about it. Sometimes talking about our struggles and talking about the things that are on our minds and on our hearts help us to work through them. Hence the reason podcasts were born. These discussions can sometimes be healthy, and there is a big difference between the damaging effects of gossip and judgment and criticism and the need to reach out and to talk through the struggles and issues that you're having in your life. There is a huge difference between the two of those, and I just hope that the lines were not blurred while you were listening to this episode because I would never be an advocate for people not reaching out to seek the help that they need should they need to speak to someone about the things that they are dealing with. So with that, thank you again for listening, and take care. Sweetheart, I'm in love with you. Let me hear you whisper that you love.